Welcome back to The Daily Poem. I'm David Kern, and today is Wednesday, July 21st, 2021. Today's poem is by a Welsh poet. His name was Alan Lewis, and he lived from 1915 to 1944. He is a poet of the Second World War, and he died at 28 during the campaign in, in Burma against the Japanese. And the body of work that we have just in those 28 years is pretty, pretty remarkable. Um, one of the better known uh, English language poets of the Second World War. And the poem that I'm going to read today is called All Day It Has Rained. And that's in part because uh, today it is just raining incessantly, nonstop. And so it got me thinking about poems about rain. And so I wanted to share this one with you. Uh, this is a poem that uh, I was looking up the text for, and then I realized that Carol Rumens actually did write about this poem six years ago in her column for The Guardian, Poem of the Week. So uh, I'll share a few comments that she had about this poem as well. Uh, but here, here is uh, All Day It Has Rained by Alan Lewis. All day it has rained, and we on the edge of the moors have sprawled in our bell tents, moody and dull as boors, ground sheets and blankets spread on the muddy ground, and from the first gray awakening we have found no refuge from the skirmishing fine rain and the wind that made the canvas heap and flap and the taut wet guy ropes ravel out and snap. All day the rain has glided, wave and mist and dream, drenching the gorse and heather, a gossamer stream too light to stir the acorns that suddenly snatched from their cups by the wild southwesterly pattered against the tent and our upturned dreaming faces. And we stretched out, unbuttoning our braces, smoking a woodbine, darning dirty socks, reading the Sunday papers. I saw a fox and mentioned it in the note I scribbled home. And we talked of girls, and dropping bombs on Rome, and thought of the quiet dead, and the loud celebrities exhorting us to slaughter, and the herded refugees. Yet thought softly, morosely of them, and as indifferently as of ourselves, or those whom we for years have loved, and will again tomorrow maybe love. But now it is the rain possesses us entirely. The twilight and the rain. And I can remember nothing dearer or more to my heart than the children I watched in the woods on Saturday shaking down burning chestnuts for the schoolyard's merry play, or the shaggy patient dog who followed me by sheet and steep and up the wooded scree to the shoulder of mutton where Edward Thomas brooded long on death and beauty till a bullet stopped his song. So this poem, which is primarily made up of rhyming couplets, was written while Lewis was in the military. He was stationed with uh, the Royal Engineers at Longmoor, Hampshire. And as that piece in The Guardian by Carol Rumens points out, this was Edward Thomas country. Of course, Edward Thomas, Edward Thomas rather, was a World War I poet who, um, like Lewis later, was, was killed during, during battle. And Rumens tells us that Lewis had visited Thomas's grave at Steep in 1940. And in her article on this poem, Rumens draws plenty of comparisons between Lewis and Thomas, including pointing out that rain was a theme that Thomas himself wrote about extensively. And then she writes, quote, But Lewis brings his own confident style to this material. His tone contains less raw emotion than Thomas's tone in rain. What it lacks in concentration, it gains in a wealth of observation— and a down-to-earth vocabulary. The spacious lines accommodate ground sheets, blankets, guy ropes, Sunday papers, dirty socks. 
Lewis wrote short stories, and it shows. And then I want to skip to the end of this article, where Rumens writes, quote, The last seven lines are a mixture of understatement and heightened emotion. A rhymeless opening line this time ends on the word heart. This kind of romantic diction has been sparingly used, and still, despite the emphasis, Lewis builds this stanza through a wonderful array of casual details, complete with place names. The vision of Thomas himself in the penultimate line elevates the vocation of the poet, it seems, restoring Thomas and Lewis to a Welsh bardic tradition, where the poet's brooding presence is valued. The conclusion almost reverses the confidence of the last lines of Keats' Ode on a Grecian Urn. Death is victorious in the contest with beauty and the songs of the poets. And so it was for Alan Lewis. End quote. As always, Rumens writes wonderfully about poetry, so I recommend you check that out. You can Google this poem, and it should come up on the first page on, on Google. One thing I would like to add is to just point out the way Lewis increasingly brings in images of violence and, and, and war into the first bit of the poem. So, I mean, even if you just look at the last, the last words, those rhyming words at the end of each of these, these couplets, you get moors, boors, ground, found, rain, flap, snap, dream, stream, suddenly, westerly. Um, and you get these images of skirmishing fine rain, taut, wet guy ropes that ravel out and snap, rain gliding, a wave and mist and dream, drenching the gorse and the heather, um, notions of suddenly snatching and uh, pattering and um, upturned dreaming faces and all these things call to mind battle they call to mind airplanes and flags and and dead bodies and 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 violence of all sorts and so he does such a great job building up that thematic consistency in this poem so that when you get to the end and you get to the children who are shaking down burning chestnuts for their play and to the shaggy patient dog, those things become so much more meaningful in contrast to the violence that is implied or alluded to in this first several lines. So I, I really appreciate the way Lewis does that. Uh, so with that, I'm going to read this one more time. All day it is rained by Alan Lewis. All day it is rained. And we on the edge of the moors have sprawled in our bell tents moody and dull as boors. Ground sheets and blankets spread on the muddy ground, and from the first gray wakening, we have found no refuge from the skirmishing fine rain, and the wind that made the canvas heave and flap, and the taut wet guy ropes ravel out and snap. All day the rain has glided, wave and mist and dream, drenching the gorse and heather, a gossamer stream too light to stir the acorns that suddenly snatched from their cups by the wild southwesterly pattered against the tent and our upturned dreaming faces. And we stretched out, unbuttoning our braces, smoking a woodbine, darning dirty socks, reading the Sunday papers. I saw a fox and mentioned it in the note I scribbled home. And we talked of girls and dropping bombs on Rome and thought of the quiet dead and the loud celebrities exhorting us to slaughter and the herded refugees, yet thought softly, morosely of them, and as indifferently as of ourselves, or those whom we for years have loved, and will again tomorrow maybe love. But now it is the rain possesses us entirely, the twilight and the rain. And I can remember nothing dearer or more to my heart than the children I watched in the woods on Saturday, shaking down burning chestnuts, for the schoolyard's merry play, 
or the shaggy patient dog who followed me by sheet and steep and up the wooded scree to the shoulder of mutton where Edward Thomas brooded long on death and beauty till a bullet stopped his song. This has been The Daily Poem, which is produced by Goldberry Studios. Post-production is by Logan Green. I'm David Kern. Thanks so much for listening, and be back tomorrow with another poem for you.